When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And the winner is... This is The Rich Eisen Show. An Emmy-nominated show, and you're damn straight. It is an honor to just be nominated. Live from The Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. But we are definitely going to New York to find out as a team. And the winner is Good Morning Football, NFL Network. So yes, it is an honor to be nominated. Today's guests, host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio, five-time World Series champion, Paul O'Neill, plus Falcons tight end, Kyle Pitts. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, we're back from New York City, sitting in our Los Angeles studios, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Pleased to be sitting here on Peacock, Sirius XM 85, the Rich Eisen Show, Terrestrial Radio Network, coast to coast, back again on the Odyssey app, getting ready to put a new podcast in the eardrums of everybody who's listening to our podcast every single day and put more content on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial for anybody who wants to sound off on anything. I am sitting here in my chair. Good to see you over there, Christopher hey, Brockman. How are you, sir? Hey, man. What's happening? I'm doing great. Uh, uh, Jay Felly is sitting hey. uh, in uh, in the uh, audio executive seat today. Good to see Jay, uh, Jason Feller. And then uh, TJ Jefferson lighting the candle. How are you doing there, TJ? I'm great, Rich. And the quote, Fife Dog from A Tribe Called Quest, okay. brothers know the time when Quest is in the jam. I never let a statue tell me how nice I am. Ah, so very good. Yeah, very good. I appreciate that. I, um, I would uh, <laughs> I would quote that myself if I knew it. <laughs> um, but uh, we're we're back here uh, on the show uh, on our. That's program. why you have me here. I appreciate that, T.J. Jefferson. Uh, talking sports and uh, everything else uh, in the world that's going on. The world turned upside down in the last forty eight hours, and I will have a, a something to say about that later on. Uh, on the program. Um, however, uh, in the sports world the, in which we uh, traffic every single day and what we talk about every single day, uh, congratulations over there to you, Chris Brockman. Game five went to the Boston Celtics last night in uh, Miami, Florida. And um, uh, it was an ugly game in the first half. Um, and then one team came out of the locker room intent on being one game away from the uh, NBA Finals. Uh, and the other team uh, barely came out of the locker room. And um, one of the reasons why the uh, Heat look completely discombobulated is the dreaded uh, combination of stout opponent plus injury. Um, this team appears to be uh, missing a gear. And part of the reason is, uh, I think, Tyler Hero getting, uh, uh, getting injured and he's not playing. Uh, but the Boston Celtics taking advantage of all of that and neutralizing Jimmy Butler in a way that leaves the Miami Heat looking completely lost, completely discombobulated, and the combination of that defense with two, yes, two superstar players, two of them, two superstar players the Boston Celtics have, and Jason Tatum, and man, Jalen Brown is a superstar in this league. And that's the one part about the Boston Celtics that I think makes them so terrific and makes them a very, very deep threat and uh, to anybody that comes out of the West. Certainly the Golden State Warriors is not just the defense that they can provide and um, confuse and frustrate. My God, can they do that? But I, I don't know of another combination in, in this league. There are obviously others that are two superstar players. But it seems to me, and you'd be more of the expert on this, Chris, having watched way more Celtics basketball than I have this year, although Coop, my 11-year-old, is a diehard Celtic fan, so that's the team that's on quite a bit on the television in my household when he's watching basketball um, instead of baseball highlights on the MLB app, which is nonstop. Mm. Um, So it seems to me that the combination of Tatum and Brown one night one guy's Batman the other guy's Robin and then the next night 
Robin becomes Batman and Batman becomes Robin. <laughs> or that can happen in various possessions. Or that happens in various quarters. And neither guy seems to have the ego that might create a problem. Again, I'm not in that locker room, but it seems that the two J's, if you will, Jason and Jalen, don't really care who gets the most points or the most rebounds or the most assists on the night. And they also have a damn fast memory. You look at Tatum's stat line of 22-12-9, an assist shy of a triple-double, coming out of the locker room. Anybody think that he had that possibility in the second half because he made one shot in the first? Tatum and Brown didn't combine for more than double digits coming out of the locker room after that first half. The Heat did the job on the two Jays, Jason and Jalen, and then both of them took off. And Al Horford with the fountain of youth, 35-year-old with the handle, for an add one. And then both Williamses, one who could shoot from three and the other one who can block <laughs> everything under the sun. When Time Lord is healthy, this team is in a different planet and they're deep. There's like three, four guys that come off the bench that you, quite frankly, have never heard of yeah. who can play defense, transition defense. Yeah, Derek, not just talking Derek half court White. either. Yeah, Derek White had a nice night. That's the thing, Rich, that we've been talking about for the last couple of years in regards to Tatum and Brown. And that's part of the criticism is they don't make their teammates better. They're just looking out for their own shot. They're wing players, but are you really going to win a title with these guys as your cornerstone? Got to break up. Got to break up the Jays. It's been talk- I mean, it was talked about this season when it was looking like it wasn't going to go this direction. They were the 11th seed in January, and now five wins from a title. Five wins. And they look title. terrific, man. And they look great. Both ends of the floor. And Ime Odoko seems to have his finger directly on the pulse. And and shout out to him, too, because he got a lot of criticism early on because mm-hmm. he was directly calling these guys out, not only in the locker room of, of, of meetings that we heard about, but in the press, saying that these guys needed to do better. I mean, look, even last night he told Jalen Brown, stop turning the ball over. I can't put you back in there if you're going to be reckless with the ball. And that's been a big issue in the losses in this series so it was nice to see these guys really put it together, get a tough, hard-fought road win, and now we can go home. We Celtics can go home and yes. close it out. And and well, no, I that's mean, sweet. That's sweet. <laughs> yeah, I heard that too. Use it. Go with that. And the Heat just where where can you get the answers from? Where do you get the answers from? Well, well Jimmy Butler's got to come up with a game. It's a tall order, man, because Celtics fans know and Heat fans know that we've been here before in the Eastern Conference Finals with the Celtics taking a three games to two lead back to Boston. But to use the famous Boston sports phrase, LeBron's not walking through that door. And Jimmy Butler's got to walk through with a LeBron-type game because it does not appear that the scoring's going to come from anywhere else. I mean, uh, the Struess was on fire, but uh, he's not anymore. And Bam Adebayo can only do so much... Duncan Robinson doesn't appear to have that Vinnie Microwave Johnson feel to him anymore. Um, and then the answer is, where's Tyler Hero? Is he going to come back? He, it, it clearly is a missing ingredient here. If he can come back, he's got to. It's it's that simple. I don't know yeah. what's ailing him, but he's got to give it at least a try. And I'm not saying he's not trying, but for game six, it's got to be all hands on deck here. And... Um, the fact that they do they do appear to be missing a gear, and certainly with Butler not providing a everybody get on my back moment, and you have to give the Celtics defense credit for that. They've got the defensive player of the year. We even mentioned Marcus Smart's name in the first seven minutes of this basketball conversation. You do have to give it up to the way that the Celtics are playing to make the Heat look completely flaccid on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, 80 points last night. I mean, that's not the way the NBA is played right now. You know, some teams get 80. I mean, we've seen Dallas score 72 and a half, you know, and Miami only gets 80 for the game. Well, you got to give it up, like I said, to, to, to the way that Boston's playing. And then the obvious, that was stated by none other than Joel Embiid on Twitter last <laughs> night. Miami needs another star. And then he capitalized star in a very interesting way. Autocorrect, maybe. So, 
I mean, let's spin it, Rich. Come on, let's, let's stir it up. Well, that's what Twitter's there for, we right? Know, we know what Embiid is saying. Miami <laughs> needs him. Him. That's hey, not Pat Riley, what he's saying. come and that's get a, me. That's not even close to what he's saying. Come and get me, Pat Riley. Much, what, see, what Joel's doing is he's seeing Pat Beverly. He's seeing J.J. Redick. He's seeing their post-playing career and their current playing career in the media. So he's just trying to like no. make, that make some an interesting either foray into the paparazzi yeah. we didn't see coming or yeah. the Pat that he sees is Riley. <laughs> look, man, look, look. we the had Pat a great that he couple. Sees is the, hold on a second. The Pat that he sees is the Riley who has come and gotten up. <laughs> other team stars before because he knows that shot of Pat Riley that they took where he was basically swallowing his own vomit after Jalen Brown, Brown posterized I'm not being the Luca <laughs> in this equation Get out of the way. <laughs> when Jalen Brown I'm went good. and he rose <laughs> and just absolutely posterized everybody staring at him and they cut away to Pat Riley in the audience, in the crowd. And you could see like he was swallowing his own vomit that he knew. He knows. Man, does he know. He's kind of he's kind of like the Jerry West character in Winning Time. <laughs> you know, sitting back there knowing everything that needs to be done, that has to be done, the will that you need to have to survive and win in this league. In these moments, he knows. That's the path that maybe Joel Embiid is seeing. Because that's what the that that's the path that was gonna break up the heat bubble team for Giannis or attempted to do. Because he sees this. He knows he's got the right coach. Yep. He knows he's got the right coach. And he's got the right number of he's got the right type of players there. But he knows that damn, he he once had Bosch and Wade and knew he missed he was missing a piece. Yep. Right? No, uh, well, Bosch came, Bosch came, Bosch came Bosch right. before LeBron. First, then they, then LeBron. Yeah, announced. but they was all right, coordinated. That, I missed my my mark on that one. Yeah, that's okay. well. That's why we're here to help. But that's 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 what I'm saying. He knows that. He knew he was missing an ingredient. Well, he that ingredient's know. not Embiid. So I, I, I mean, I've, okay. I've, I've now wound it. I've now wound it up. I've now wound I mean, it up. It is I'm just saying we well, had because you know it's impossible. Embiid's not going anywhere. We spent some quality time together, guys. I thought we bonded, and we get back to the show, and now you're just trying to set me Look, off. Look, I've been saying that Embiid should demand a trade to Dallas to play with Luca, but like if he goes to Miami, he's not going anywhere. He's still in your conference, though. Bro. I don't. I don't want to. But he's right. <laughs> he's right. He's right. Miami needs another star, man. Yeah. So do we. And Riley knows it. Yeah, Riley knows it. Mike Florio is our first guest from Pro Football Talk. And uh, there's a couple things that happened while we were away. Many things in the NFL that while we were away to hit on. uh, Colin Kaepernick got a tryout yesterday. John Gruden is going to be able to have discovery in his lawsuit against the National Football League that the NFL attempted to. Uh, place this in behind closed doors arbitration. This being the matter of him being fired and the emails getting released. And due to discovery, John Gruden's going to find out who leaked those emails. Yeah. Oh, yes. Or at least the likelihood of it has been raised. Deshaun Watson's two of his accusers appeared on HBO Tuesday night while we were sitting there in the Sports Emmy Awards on Real Sports. Which won an Emmy? Well, well uh, fewer than NFL 360. I must yeah. I must pound the table for Dallas Hitchcock and the rest of my NFL media guys, group man. crew at the NFL 360. They crush. Um, that, that happened on, uh, on Tuesday night. And then there's this story that is still out there. And everybody's saying it's much ado about nothing. And we always get hung up on things when there's no football being played. We always get hung up on things when no football is being played because we miss talking about football and getting hung up on things involving football. And the whole Lamar Jackson has not signed a long-term deal with the Baltimore Ravens, to me, is about Lamar's decision not to do that. Normally, when a, a star quarterback is going into his last year of his contract, he's pounding the table for a long-term deal. Certainly when he's already won an MVP award, and certainly when he's proven out that his choice is a first-round draft pick, 
by the team that traded up to go get him was proven wise by his play. Normally, that quarterback will want his money. As a matter of fact, a quarterback who is not even on his last year of his deal will sometimes want his money. That's why I always still have this Kyler Murray (laughs) stationary piece of stationary with his agent putting out a treatise about why he should be paid long-term after just three years. That's, That's where we're going in this league. We're not going... In the direction of Lamar Jackson, apparently saying, "I'm I'm not signing what's on uh, on the table," and it does not appear that what's on the table is is unworthy uh, of of his attention. In other words, I don't think he's getting lowballed by the team. Right. And part of the reason why I don't th- think that is because I know the owner and Steve Bashotta. He's the one who once upon a time told Joe Flacco. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go into this season without a long term deal, and you got to prove it to me. You show me uh, what you can do, and put that up, you know, and put that on my desk, and I'll replace it with a with a bag of money. And Flacco won the Super Bowl, if you remember. Yep. And, and Steve Bashotti, and Steve basically was like, Uncle, okay, I, I made this bed, and I'm happy to be lying in it, thanks to him. you right. with my trophy. Right. Like, that's the owner that's in question here, not the one that's been always tight in the wallet. So if it's Lamar deciding that he doesn't want to sign, or he's, according to Bashadi himself, in sleuthing this out, we even asked Calais Campbell when he came on the program, the idea that maybe it's Lamar saying he's not yet worthy because he has not won anything yet in his mind that he's not worthy of the bag until he wins the ring. And the issue with that is, is like, you know, how many guys who are so talented like him get close or don't or never get back or never get to it? It, And it's not their fault for it. And plus the planning aspect of trying to win, uh, you can can finagle the cap a little bit better when you sign someone long-term as opposed to just franchise tagging him, which is what the Ravens will do. So this is not a question of Lamar not being there in Baltimore unless he doesn't want to be there, even though he tweets out all the time he can't wait to get back, including just now on Tuesday when he did not show up for voluntary organized team activities, which is the maneuver normally of a quarterback – who's going into his last year and is unsigned. Normally, that's the maneuver made by that quarterback to say, where's my money? Except this is a quarterback, we believe, who's saying, I'm not asking for the money and I'm not ready to accept it yet. So why isn't he there? Ask the coach. And this is what John Harbaugh had to say. This is voluntary. Lamar Jackson's not out here. Have you talked to him, or do you have a, a, a sense of his plan over these weeks? Yeah, we've been we've been down this road many times, right, through the years. So um, I just let Lamar speak for himself on that. It's for him to talk about. You can ask him. But John, traditionally, quarterback is kind of that exception. We know veterans aren't here voluntarily quite often, but is it a concern not having them here? It's, it's not for me to speak for somebody else on that. You know, it's it's uh, it's up to him to speak for himself on that. See, now the quest, that last question gave John Harbaugh the opening of, of, of saying, yeah, of course it is because we traded away Hollywood Brown. Our passing game right now is an open question. It is. It's a fact. I mean, I, I know Mark Andrews is there, but who else is there? Like, what, what's this passing game going to look like in Baltimore? Big question mark. Right? Like, that's the biggest question mark of Baltimore. Yep. With the, I shouldn't say biggest, second biggest. The biggest question mark is what's going through Lamar's head. And the one thing that it could be is, is he just doesn't want to be there. He's working out on his own. There's no need for him to be there because it is voluntary. And you, of course, John Harbaugh wants him there. Everybody wants the top dog there, the big toe there, the guy who's the leader there, the guy who's the quarterback. He's got to be there. Unless he doesn't want to be, and the question is why. And I think at some point, all of us in the media have to understand we are dealing with a unicorn here, not just in his ability, but just in the way that he's wired. 
I don't think there's anybody wired like him. The answer could be just because. And he's working his ass off wherever he is. We see the videos. You hear about he's working with people and he's, he's not checked out. But it does lead to what happens in the season. That's why I always think about whatever you're talking about now. How will it lead to wins and losses in the season? And I don't know if it's going to affect wins or losses at all. But what will happen is if the losses do mount or if he is hurt, the questions will be, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? I just said it in different (laughs) tones. But that will be the question. Which is why I would say, take the bag, man. Take it. Take it. Accept it. He's making $23 million this year on his fifth-year option. But, again, he's unlike anybody that I've covered. I just don't know. But when he's asked, I can't wait to hear the answer because I, I think he's, uh, he's incapable of, of, of lying. As you remember, he came on the show and he's like, yeah, people know our plays before <laughs> yeah. I call it. Yeah, he's very that I, 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 I think he's just a, a real, plain, spoken, humble person who beats to his own drum. And we've all, I guess, got to start figuring out what that beat is because I don't know anything else to try and read into it. But it was interesting. Harbaugh had the opportunity to basically say, yeah, of course we want him here. And he was just like, let him speak for himself because I I, I don't know what the hell's going on. And maybe he doesn't either or he does and he knows that he doesn't want to add any fuel to that fire if there is one. But we'll talk about it with Mike Florio. We'll take a break. Pro Football Talks, Mike Florio. When we come back, so many issues in the NFL world to discuss. The host of PFT Live on Peacock, as well as the author of Playmakers when we come back. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back here on our terrestrial radio outfit, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We'll take your phone calls. But right now we're taking the call of uh, one of our favorites with so much going on in the NFL, despite it being the last week of May. That's the world of the NFL. Um, he is the author of Playmakers and he kicks off this um, this family of network shows on Peacock every single day with PFT Live, the creator of Pro Football Talk himself, Mike Florio, here on the show. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. I'm floored by the Ray Liotta news. I wasn't aware of that. So, yeah. that punch for me as well. Goodfellas, one of my all-time favorite movies. And 
Uh, just a damn shame. Sixty-seven years old. A damn, damn shame. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sad to be the one to, to bring that news to you, but that just happened. About uh, was discovered a few minutes ago. Um, all right, let's uh, do our best to live in the world of um, uh, of uh, the toy department in a way. Um, I, I was just talking about um, Lamar Jackson not being at OTAs, voluntary organized team activities, which is the maneuver of the either veteran pushing 40 quarterback, right, um, who has that prerogative, uh, or the quarterback um, who doesn't have a deal on the table. And and he doesn't have a deal on the table from all you know reports because he's not willing to accept it. He doesn't either think he's worthy or it's just not his time for it. What gives? I, I, can't, I can't figure it out. I can't either, Rich, and I can't remember a situation like this. It probably is unprecedented when you consider the money that gets paid to the best quarterbacks in the NFL, how the market is changing, and the ritual, the dance, the way that it works. You put your three years in. You win an MVP award. You're in line for a big contract. Well, he didn't want one last year, didn't want to engage the team. This year he doesn't want to engage the team either. And owner Steve Bishotti said a couple of months ago, that Lamar is so obsessed with winning a Super Bowl, I think deep down he doesn't think he's worthy. I think he wants that in order to say, now I deserve to be on top. And that's consistent with what he's told the team. He doesn't want to do anything until after the season. He wants to have the best season he possibly can, and then they'll take care of the contract. That's fine if that's accurate, but it doesn't mesh with the idea of staying away from the OTAs because now is when – the climb begins. Now is when the foundation for a special season is, is laid. And, and, and if he's not upset with the team because they've yet to give him his contract, if he's not trying to make a statement or protect himself from any type of a fluke injury while he waits for an imminent contract, sort of like Kyler Murray is in Arizona, it just doesn't make any sense. And it's the latest thing involving Lamar Jackson that doesn't make sense. There are so many conflicting <laughs> thoughts and emotions He's acting like a guy who doesn't want to be there, but he insists he wants to be there. He was mad at the team, it seemed, for trading Hollywood Brown, but Hollywood Brown said he knew I wanted out. So there's just a lot of inconsistency. And my concern is, and I would give him this advice if he was my son, nephew, cousin, friend, brother, client, whoever, I would say, look, get the best deal you can now. You play a brand of football that puts you at risk for injury. You had the ankle injury that caused you to miss several games last year. You've got four years in. At some point, you're going to lose that ability to run the way you do. Get your money now before something happens that keeps you from ever getting it. Well, the, the thing that I, I, I would counsel him, and I said it at the top of, uh, you know, we're just about 10 minutes ago on this program, um, is – is not you know to, to get the bag because you know your style of play is potentially harmful to your health, although that is you know wise uh, to point out, Mike. It's it's that this sort of um, question mark or, or difficulty to predict or 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 um, with no precedence to to kind of base your your belief on could grow tiresome. Uh, for a franchise, despite how popular you may be and how terrific you are on the field, you, you're running the risk of it not being worth it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I don't know. I don't think we're uh, you know close to that. But over time, that might that might be it, Mike. Well, Rich, I'm, I think you're onto something. And I believe at some point the Ravens will become exasperated with the situation and they will make alternative plans if they can't get Lamar Jackson despite all of their best efforts to take their money, to give them certainty, to create cap space so they can put a team around him. That's one of the reasons why you do the long-term deal. Short-term, cap relief, so other great players can be brought to the team or properly rewarded so they don't look elsewhere. At some point, the Ravens will throw their hands in the air and say, time to move on to plan B. And I look at Tyler Huntley and dollar for dollar for what they could sign him to a long-term contract for, Dollar for dollar, he would be every bit as good of a value, if not better, than Lamar Jackson. At some point, they need to start thinking of it that way. Life without Lamar Jackson, because they can either wait for him to put his five years in, plus two franchise tags, plus he goes straight to the open market, or they can get through this season, they can tag him after the season, Hmm. and trade him to one of the teams out there, and we see it every year now. There's teams who are trolling for veteran quarterbacks because they know that somewhere 
somehow you shake the tree hard enough, you're going to have one fall out of the sky, whether it's Russell Wilson or whoever else it may be. And I think that we have to, until Lamar Jackson engages the Ravens, we have to put him on the radar screen of guys who could change teams after this season, whether he wants to or whether the Ravens just get to the point where they say, enough is enough, we need to move on. Mike Florio here on the Rich Eisen Show at Pro Football Talk on Twitter and obviously Playmakers where all books can be acquired right here on the program on Peacock, which he kicks off on NBC Sports on Peacock every day with PFT Live. So lots happening in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, Let's take the the off-the-field stuff first with John Gruden and his lawsuit against the NFL. Explain what happened yesterday and the significance of it, if you don't mind, Counselor. And this is a tightrope that's very delicate for anyone who comments on this business for a living to, to walk. I don't defend the emails that John Gruden sent. And you could argue very easily he got what he deserved. But his lawsuit is about his rights. And even the people who commit the most heinous activities still have rights. You don't just throw people's rights under the bus because they did something that you can point at and say, that guy shouldn't have done that. And what Gruden claims the NFL and or Roger Goodell did was carve off the emails that he sent to Bruce Allen in 2011 when Allen was working for the Washington Commanders and Gruden was working for ESPN with heinous, reprehensible content that the league and or Goodell took those, handed them to the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal in two separate waves, trying to get Mark Davis in a position where he recognized it was untenable to continue to employ John Gruden, even if Davis, knowing about these emails and privately deciding to go forward with Gruden because they were sent years before Gruden even worked for the Raiders, if he wanted to do that, he didn't have the ability to do that. Once it's out in the open, it has to change. He had to go. So the argument is they interfered, the league did, and Goodell, with his relationship with the Las Vegas Raiders and forced him out by releasing those emails. So what happened yesterday was the league tried to get the case thrown out, Judge said, motion denied. The league also tried to get the case pushed into arbitration, which I routinely call the NFL's secret rigged kangaroo court, because (laughs) it is. Motion denied. Motion denied from the bench. Judge bangs the gavel at the hearing. That doesn't happen very often. That's spiking the football in the face of the party who loses. Usually the judge takes it under advisement. As I said this morning, even Judge Wapner took five minutes before he'd come back with a ruling. When you issue the ruling from the bench, that means that the argument that was made by the party that lost, was weak. Now they're going to appeal, like they did with the St. Louis litigation. They kept it tied up for five years on appeals all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. The NFL desperately wants to get all of these cases into secret rig kangaroo court, in part to keep the rest of us from knowing what comes out and what may look people, make people look bad or look like liars or whatever the case may be. So they'll fight it. It's going to be several years, I would assume, before we even get to the meat of the case. But if it stays in court, Rich, we all are going to find out who ordered the code red on John Gruden. If it goes into arbitration, the chances of finding out publicly become much smaller. So um, stay tuned, and this is a long game is what you're saying. Long game, long game. Like, like It was literally five years, not an exaggeration, it was five years before the St. Louis relocation lawsuit had gotten through the threshold question of whether or not St. Louis would have to take the case to arbitration. So, um, hmm. but discovery would, if if reached, um, reveal who leaked the emails on on John Gruden to all, the New York Times. There'll be all sorts of stuff. All, all rich. Like it'll, what? Now, now, what would it look like? Well, it'll be documents. It'll be text messages. It, it's only limited by the creativity and resourcefulness of his lawyers. You can ask for all sorts of things in an effort to find out who sent those emails to the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. And look, the Times and the Wall Street Journal, they aren't a subject of proper discovery because they're going to protect their sources. But the sources aren't protected once you get into litigation as to who sent what to whom, who breached whatever confidentiality the NFL attached to these documents. They still refuse to publicly release the 650,000 documents. They treat these things like top-secret government files, but, you know, a few here and a few there ended up in the hands of reporters. So, yeah, we'll find out one way or the other. And there are people who think Dan Snyder is the one who did it. Now, I'm not saying he did it, but there's a small universe of people who had access to those documents, and obviously they were on Commander's server, 
the commanders had access to them. So he would be a suspect as well. And in a weird sort of way, the NFL would benefit from saying we didn't do it. He did it. And we'll see. But it won't come to that until we get past this question of whether or not the case goes forward in court or heads to arbitration. And how, how about that in terms of timing, Mike Florio, that on the same day, you know, John Gruden uh, receives a very positive ruling from the bench in his case against the NFL that the Raiders try out Colin Kaepernick uh, as well. Um, I mean, which in its own um, right, in its own world, just uh, on itself would be a seismic event because it's a team that actually set it up, right? And he set it up with them in a full-on workout. And what uh, what's the genesis of this and the uh, the origin of it and, and where it may go? Well, it's amazing. Five-plus years of Colin Kaepernick being available and never having a workout with a team. When you consider how many players get workouts on a regular basis during the season, on Tuesdays, dozens, Hundreds of players sometimes on a given Tuesday, depending upon how many teams bring guys in for workouts, get workouts. And Kaepernick couldn't get one, and he finally gets one. And Mark Davis had some comments to NBC Sports Bay Area a month ago where it was the first time we've had an owner speak favorably about Colin Kaepernick. And when I saw what Davis had to say, it's like, well, your backups are Nick Mullins and Garrett Gilbert. So, Or maybe it's Gilbert Garrett. I always get it mixed. There's so many... I think that we need to do a study on mm. whether or not guys with interchangeable first names and last names become mediocre NFL quarterbacks, because I really do think there's something something to that. But, uh, is that is that the Chase Daniel rule? Is that what you're well, saying? Or, or, or the Davis Mills rule, or Mills Davis. I'm, I, I can never remember. Gilbert Grape? Doing. Gilbert Grape? You got uh, that too? But, uh, yeah. but anyway, uh, Gilbert or Garrett or both are gone now, wow. and you look at the depth chart, and it's like, well, yeah, he could, he could make the depth chart better, and if nothing else, if they don't sign him, what this does, it's the toe in the water. It's the moment where he gets the workout and the world doesn't stop spinning. The, the, the fan base doesn't abandon the Raiders. The season tickets aren't instantly canceled. That's what so many teams have been afraid of. If we even associate ourselves with Colin Kaepernick, we are going to piss off 30% of our fan base. Once we get past that, that's when a team could say, well, we bring this guy in. Maybe he's good enough to bring to OTAs or training camp. We see how he does. We see how he learns. We see what kind of presence he has. We see if he can earn a spot on the depth chart. I'm told there are a couple of other teams that were already interested in him before this Raiders workout. Now, time will tell whether or not those two teams do anything about it, but this Raiders workout goes a long way toward finally turning the page. After five years, we've finally crossed that boundary, and he's gotten a workout and the Raiders are still standing today, and I think that may help other teams become willing to finally bring the guy in and see what he can do. Well, I hope so, man. I'll, I'll be honest, <clears throat> you know, Mike, because uh, we don't have it's it's not 2017 anymore. We don't have a sitting president calling football players sons of bitches anymore. We don't have somebody in the White House and in, in, in the position putting a quarterback at the forefront of a culture war anymore. And I think you pointed it out as well. Um, what do you think a seven Kaepernick jersey in silver and black would go for on pro on uh, NFLShop.com? You know, well, oh yeah, I know they'd be going for a hell of a lot more on eBay because you wouldn't be able to buy them; they'd be sold out. Yeah, exactly. And, the secondary market. And the idea that that this was Mark Davis putting a thumb in the eye of the NFL. I I I I think there are many in 345 Park Avenue uh, for the NFL that would welcome Colin Kaepernick on an NFL team in 2022, big time. That's a great point, Rich. This isn't defiance of the league office. This is defiance of the voices in your fan base that will huff and puff and maybe just maybe blow part of your house down for associating with Kaepernick. Back during his collusion case against the NFL, which under the CBA ended up in a grievance process, and there wasn't much. It was through arbitration. Not much came out publicly because it wasn't in court. But one of the things that was discovered there was that the NFL did some sort of research, polling, focus group, whatever, and the percentage of folks on one end of the spectrum, anti-Kaepernick, was equal to the percentage on the other end. But the NFL chose to defer to the anti-Kaepernick crowd because, I believe, the NFL feared the business damage those folks could do. So those folks are still out there. That's why teams have decided it's not worth it, because it's not like we're bringing in Tom Brady. It's not like we're bringing in a top-five talent. We're bringing in a guy who at best is going to be third or second string, at least for now. It's not worth the damage we do to the business interests to add this guy when there's so many other guy, 
guys out there that can play. I'm not saying that's right, but I understand why it's happened. And, and I've said this for weeks, if not months, ever since Kaepernick's tried to come back in. There is no owner that has the moral or financial courage to do the right thing. Mark Davis does. Now we'll see if anyone else does. Mike Florio here on the Rich Eisen Show. In the couple minutes uh, I have left, um, and I appreciate the call here to the show, um, I guess the next four to six weeks is going to be, um, you know, OTA and mandatory OTAs and workouts, and we'll see uh, about Kyler Murray showing up and things like that, and those will be some interesting flashpoints over the next six weeks before uh, training camps open, but the, really the open question is what's going on with Deshaun Watson and how that affects Baker Mayfield's trade status and what's going on with Jimmy Garoppolo. It sure looked like Trey Lance is the starter based on the conversations from their OTAs that happened in the last couple of days. What's your read on that whole situation, certainly in the light of Deshaun Watson's appearance or uh, lack of appearance and or his, his accuser's appearances on HBO on Tuesday night? Two important points, Rich, on Deshaun Watson. One, there is a three-step process that now applies under the personal conduct policy as renegotiated in 2020. One, the league proposes a punishment. Two, an independent disciplinary officer, a retired judge named Sue L. Robinson, takes over, ultimately makes a decision. Three, if she imposes any discipline at all, the commissioner has appeal jurisdiction. He can increase, he can decrease, he can do whatever he wants. His hands are only tied if she finds there should be no discipline whatsoever. Then the case ends and he can't do anything. But he still has final say. He still has no one hovering over his head once he makes a final decision. But that's the way that the process plays out. It's going to take time. And I would suspect that sooner than later we're going to find out, step one, what the league proposes so the disciplinary officer can activate her work and then the commissioner can do his work. And then we know by... I don't know, the start of the regular season at the latest, ideally the start of training camp, whether he's going to be missing all or some of the season. Secondly, this is an important thing to remember, too, because this PR battle between the lawyers, I think a lot of stuff gets lost in the cracks. This isn't just, did he do it? Did he do what he's accused of? Did he engage in sexual misconduct during one or more massage therapy sessions, up to and including 22? He's been cleared criminally. That's one thing. He's got the 22 civil cases pending. Okay, fine. We'll see what happens with those, whether they get settled or go to trial. The separate question, and this is a critical question, did he violate the standards articulated in the personal conduct policy? Because it's not just, did you engage in sexual misconduct? There are some catch-all provisions at the bottom of the list of things that players aren't allowed to do that are broad enough to say, you have brought discredit. You have undermined the integrity of the league. They can basically do whatever they want to do. And I think back to Ben Roethlisberger in 2010, never arrested, never charged. He was sued, but he only had two people who ever accused him of anything. He was suspended six games, reduced to four. And when you look at the language of the letter that the commissioner sent to Roethlisberger in 2010, even though the circumstances are different, when you look at the language of that letter, you could very easily copy and paste it and apply it to Watson. So even if he's exonerated for everything he did, this idea that he was getting massages, and his lawyers admit that three of the 22 became consensual sexual activity. If you, you buy into the idea that he's got 40 different massage therapists he went to and that he apparently is going through the door thinking maybe this is going to take a turn, that could be enough for the league to say, this is the kind of behavior that we need to step in, intervene, punish him, make sure that he, he learns his lesson and properly is is uh, rehabilitated going forward so he doesn't do it again. So even if he's ultimately exonerated on all counts, criminal and civil, the NFL could still say you violated the terms of our policy. Mike, appreciate the time. As always, look for my call. We'll do it again whenever uh, you're, you're willing. Appreciate Anytime, it. Anytime, Rich. Thanks, I appreciate pal. that. I, do, I truly do. That's Mike Florio at Pro Football Talk right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Tons of food for thought. We'll have that when we come back right here on the Rich Eisen Show. And your phone calls eight four four two zero four 844-204-RICH. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or... 
your partners. Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial on the program. Paul O'Neill is going to join us at the top of the next hour. Let's uh, let's uh, uh, all rise. Terzo in Iowa is on our program. He's on the phone. What's up, Terzo? How are you, sir? Yeah, well, I was doing a little bit better when I was walking Obi before here in Ray Liotta passed. Yeah, no, it's terrible. A tragedy at this point, man. It's terrible. And everything that's been going on, it's just been kind of a rough week, but you know, I want to throw out a little bit, uh, a little bit of love to you guys. Sorry about the sports Emmy, but I just want you to know, you have a fan base that reaches out for you guys. We love you to death. Like we, 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 we look for you no matter where, whether it's on Sirius, Peacock, YouTube. Thanks, brother. You know, we we follow you guys around everywhere. You you create content, interviews that you do. You really do push the envelope, and I want to thank you for it. I Thanks, appreciate sir. you saying that, Terzo. Thank you. Thanks, man. What's on your mind? Hey. Well, so so at this point, I hate to kind of throw Jimmy Butler under the bus, but I just don't think that he's a transcendent player. And he kind of touched on it earlier. Is he's he's gone from team to team, and he can be, you know, a great player. I just don't think that he's ever going to be able to get a team to that next level to win and and do it on his own. I think he's unfortunately kind of a a player that has to have a superstar next to him to win the unfortunate part he's been with superstars and it's just never worked and good thing good thing that uh we didn't trade Giannis for that whole entire team <laughs> a few years ago thanks for the call terzo i appreciate it very kind of you to say what you said about this show i mean look every superstar needs another superstar jordan needed pippen i mean that's that's all you need to say jordan you need needed pippen you need del tufo sometimes <laughs> sometimes LeBron needed Kyrie. LeBron needed Wade and Bosch and vice versa. KG needed Paul Pierce. That's the nature of this sport. That's why Joel Embiid said Miami needs another star. Stop it. And I'm no, I'm I, I, I'm <laughs> not saying that he said he he needed Harden or he needs the Harden that got the 75th anniversary jacket to show up next year. He long gone. Certainly, if his salary is close to 75 million dollars a year. <laughs> But uh, that's 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 the the unfair, I guess, to say that you know Jimmy Butler's not doing it by himself. I mean, he needs that second person. He needs Hero to come out and be the hero with uh, with one R, you know, to come off the bench and uh, and come out. I mean, come on. Uh, well, I mean, he was on the bench for much of the season too, just to, just play. They they need him. They need twenty points from him. They need twenty five from him. Tatum wouldn't do it without Brown, and Brown couldn't do it without Tatum. And plus. The fact that Butler's not doing it or he didn't do it last night, let's tip the cap to one of the best defensive teams we've seen on the verge of the NBA Finals in a long time, which is what the Boston Celtics are. They got the guy down low. They got you in the perimeter. They got somebody in Marcus Smart who can take your soul away from you. They got guys coming off the bench to do it. And they've got a coach who can make it all work, man. You got to give it up. 
So they need another star, and they need Butler to step up and do a little bit more, I guess. It's the way you could easily put it. Paul O'Neill, baseball and you, hour two. Yeah, Butler's a little banged up, too. You know, he had to miss the second half the other night with the inflammation in his knee, and not at 100%. And an unfortunate break. What do the Celtics have in, uh, in, in the back there for for somebody who looks like he broke his ankle and smart and somebody who looks like he he, like he broke his collarbone. It looked like, uh, honestly, the way that he was favoring that, that Tatum was favoring his shoulder going off the court, I thought that's a dislocated that's what I thought. shoulder I thought or he broke his collarbone. Yeah. I, Either way, I didn't think he was coming back in two minutes. I definitely thought Smart broke his ankle. Right. And I thought Tatum had a dislocated his shoulder. Yeah. And then I was like, well, season's over. That was fun. Instead, both maybe, maybe both just had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> right? I would say unlikely. I didn't see the smart injury live. Did they take him off in a, in a, in a, in a wheelchair? No, no, he's way too tough for that. He, <laughs> he hobbled off. And then they cut to the hallway, and he's, like, doing sprints. Like, you are a psycho. And by the way, those are the two punches, part of the two haymakers of smart leaving, coming back, and making a three to make it a 10-point yeah, game. Like, immediately came in. And Tatum leaving and coming back. Yep. Those are the two haymakers the Heat We're just took like brush up. in their last win of this series uh-huh. on the road. This thing would have been over yep. had they wilted under what normally would have yep. been enough of a, of a one-two punch to beat an opponent in your home building with the crowd going nuts. Man, even without some of their best players, the Heat play, the heat play hard. You know, the other night. Got a great coach, too, man. The other night when they were down 25 or whatever, they were still playing hard, competing, and last night as well. I mean, they're they're a tough, tough team. They're going to be a tough out, too, in game six. I mean, they're not just going to roll over because it's game six in Boston and Larry Bird's there and handing out the new Larry Bird trophy for the MVP. Oh, is he going to be there? I mean, I think so. Why wouldn't he be? Maybe they get the actor from winning time instead and see who passes (laughs) off. That guy was pretty good. Yeah, he's gonna. Larry Bird's gonna hand out the trophy in the garden. Oh like, this place will be going nuts. So Larry Bird is walking through that door hey. Friday night. Celtics wow! Celtics had Mr. Miyagi back there working his Miyagi. Yeah, Those could do that yeah, magic yeah, yeah, yeah. on there. Like, yeah. Wow, Larry Bird is walking is, through that door. Finally, <laughs> how about Robert Parrish? Chief. <laughs>